T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Hey, Joey, how you doing? I caught your cold, you know. You got. I told you not to sit so close to the microphone. Went straight through there into my throat. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Sometimes it's really exciting as a radio host to get, to get a cold because your voice sounds better, makes you deeper and sound more like Ray. I've got so much stuff here to go through. I don't know where we should start. I am intrigued though. You know this. Um, you know this situation with housing that the left has developed. That the um, well that that. You shouldn't have a right to, in your town, to decide what the zoning is for the town. They're, they're suddenly deciding this. They're deciding that it's oppressive. Everybody with their single-family homes. And Democrats, the anti-democratic party, that's what we have to think of them as. The anti-democratic party is trying to change the rules secretly and quietly and, you know, in bits and pieces. They want to change the rules. So that someday you'll be able to put up a second house in your driveway, which might be really good for you. It might be an exciting opportunity for you because you can make a lot of money and then move somewhere else where they only allow single family homes. But the Democrats, there's this um, there's this thing that they do where they have total control like they do in in Connecticut you have to think about the things they do and then realize there is no stopping them once they if they've got if they've got control they aren't interested in fairness or or getting along or working together they just jam stuff through they force Republicans and even their old members in the in the state capitol in Hartford they force them to vote for stuff they they've never heard of before they get a copy of it an hour before, a couple hours before they have to vote on it, along with a bunch of other things. They don't have the ability to read that legislation and know what it's about. So they're pushing this all over the country. The New York Times did a big report. Big report on affordable housing. And the idea with their affordable housing rant is, this is the New York Times, that... that uh, California is struggling mightily, has been for years, 
under the burden of so much land wasted on all these single-family homes and all these communities, and they're all racist anyway. So they started to change it. They worked to change it, and they've been changing it. They are working now to change it in Connecticut and every state in the country, I think. Anywhere they think they can get away with it, this is what they're trying to do. But they don't campaign on the idea that you shouldn't be able to send your kids to the schools that you've chosen anymore. But that's what they're after. They don't campaign on the idea that you should be able to put up another couple of houses on your lot, maybe, so that there can be more housing. But that's what they're after. And you might think that's good. But the trouble is the whole system has been built around the rules of zoning as they have been over the past uh, two or three or four generations. And uh, the Democrats are running around doing this manipulating that they do to try to change the rules. It's very interesting. We wanted the real McCoy. This is a report they did today on on what it was like coming home in the 40s from the war. And the, um, the amount of money that was put into the pockets of veterans as they came back after World War II and had money to get an education, to buy a house. It was a whole new thing. And how this was the start of the evil thing known as the single family home. We wanted the real McCoy, a place of our own. Not just any old place, though, but a place of which every average man could proudly say, this is my home. Sounds like uh, Dorothy and the, the good witch of the West, or, and she's, she's drifting in in the bubble. There was just one problem. For every million dreams and urgent need for housing, only a thousand new homes were being built. The country didn't have enough of them. Building had basically ground to a halt during the Great Depression. Then after the war, there was this baby boom, which meant there was a lot more people who needed to be housed. And as developers and urban planners looked for a solution, they found themselves asking a question. Why not mass produce the elements that go to make up a house, just as the auto industry does with the parts that go into a new car? Why not build houses one after another, the way you'd build something in a factory. So there was this huge demand for homes. The GI Bill kicks in. You've got millions of veterans coming in from overseas. And what do they do? I rem my parents told me the stories uh, my whole life of trying to remember what they spent first house. I think it was twelve grand they bought their first house for in Lexington, Massachusetts. A house now that's probably been torn down a couple times so they could put up bigger ones and goes for, you know, a million three. And that's the issue. The issue is that all this land was divvied up and it was assigned to one house per unit measure. You know, like what's your town? If you're into this issue, call and describe it from your perspective. 860-522-9842. I'm interested in if you, if you're, wait, is anyone still alive who fought in World War II? Probably not. If, if you've got, uh, good knowledge of uh, GI Bill stuff and how that plan worked. Uh, that would be interesting to know. How much the gr house you grew up in, if it was a GI Bill. You know, one of these early suburban homes. I'd love to hear some stories.
And so the modern suburbs were born. Five years ago, this was a vast checkerboard of potato farms on New York's Long Island. Today, a community of 60,000 persons living in 15,000 homes, all built by one firm. So there was this huge creation of single-family homes. And guess, remember the rule, all problems that government is trying to solve were created by who? Anybody? Joey, who creates all the problems government is trying to solve? He's putting on is a Is that a rhetorical step. question? No, <laughs> no, it, this is... It loops back on itself. The government. In other words. The government. The government. Yes, the government creates all problems it's trying to solve. My and parents' what... neighborhood that I grew up in was kind of one of those neighborhoods. Sears Roebuck houses. The whole neighborhood was built by Sears back in the day. Very simple manufactured homes. Yep, in the early 1900s. Yeah. Bang them out. Bang them out. This was an epic building boom. In 1944, home builders built 114,000 new homes. Just six years later, in 1950, they built 1.7 million. Can you believe it? In, in six years, they went from, what, uh, 144,000 to 1.6 million in America? How homes built? That's incredible. Just six years later, in 1950, they built 1.7 million. 1.7. The federal sorry. government was giving out loans to war veterans, tax breaks for homeowners. Suddenly, millions of. Did you hear that? What was the federal government doing? Just like what they're doing now. They mess up everything by spending money to fix their electoral challenges at the moment. The federal government was giving out loans to war veterans, tax breaks for homeowners. Suddenly, millions of Americans, mostly middle-income white Americans, had their own single-family homes. So here's the home that cost its happy owners just $9,000. <laughs> I love how they did radio back then, too. <laughs> Joey, did you ever talk like that? Now, here's a home that cost its happy owners just, just $9,000. $9, My gosh. The whole, all the speech patterns were different. Yeah, the articulation was much different back in the day. Actually, they talk, they sound a little bit like the caller, Gene, who was with us about a half hour ago. You know, that upbeat, happy, strong sound. But it's always the same story. Just like the student loan crisis created by the student loans, created by the Democrats because they love you so much, the student loans crushed anybody's ability to function who took one out. Well, on average. And everybody's struggling to figure out how to survive. It's damaging our way of life as Americans. People don't have babies anymore because of student loans. Nothing could be as stupid and destructive as government. Business never does things like this. Only government can consolidate so much power that it doesn't have to earn, that it can willy-nilly make utterly moronic and destructive decisions, create havoc, and then come to you with a sob story about how they're the only ones who can fix it. 860-522-9842. Quick break. We'll take some phone calls. I want to hear about your house, by the way, on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
Sorry, Joe, I could see your mouth moving, but I had some sound blasting into my ears, so I couldn't hear you. Did you have anything important to tell me? Oh, okay, cool. Thank you for the information. And, um, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Todd. You know, this issue comes up in a lot of suburban towns, and there's a lot of reasons, in my opinion, for it. Um, If you resist, you can be called names. Um, Some zoning laws are based on what your land can support as far as septic systems. We don't have all the services that a city might have. So, I mean, that's just kind of ridiculous when they say, oh, you must do this. They want to regionalize everything, and they want total one-party control. This is really what it comes down to. Yes. They can get some of their underserved people that they underserve to spread the map a little bit more contagious because they know they already have certain municipalities. If they can then make the other municipalities more friendly to their voter rolls, they're assuming that anyway, um, you know, then they're going to have one-party rule, and that's just not a good thing. Just let the free market do its job. They hate people the free earn, market. Let people earn. Let people save. Let people have goals. They don't want people to do good things for themselves and actually realize the goodness that's out there if you actually try. They just want to keep on saying, oh, no, you know, you're the victim. It's just not right. Um, well, the key is they want to be able to win elections now, regardless of the mess they make in the future. And we can see that the messes they're trying to fix are ones they made because they saw policy that would benefit them at the moment. And now they're saying that policy is a disaster. It needs to be changed. And they get away with it. This is what kills me. They get away with telling us how bad the policy is that they created. Barbara's in Avon next. Hello there, Barbara. Hi, Todd. Um, So what you're really talking about, without saying it out loud, is Agenda 21. And all of these policies, uh, some of which are removing personal property from all of us and completely changing the face of every community, and uh, taking over land that they want to have for other things. This is all part of Agenda 21. And these people are infiltrating zoning boards and going all over the place. Uh, and they will, it will affect every single community. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter. They will take your property away. And I know that sounds cuckoo, but... Well, nobody knows what Agenda 21 is, so it doesn't. But yes, they do. There's a book that tells you all about it. Well, I, I know that it's been it's disseminated, been but I don't think the average person would be able to tell. It's like I've read up on no, Agenda they, 21. No, they but, don't, but, but that's your job. You've got to tell people about it. Well, apparently it's your job because you're doing it, Barbara. That's my job? Yeah, well, well you're the one who brought it up. Because, it because you're not, but I wish you yeah. would because people need to get, get real and understand what Agenda 21 is. And it's coming from the uh, elitists and the uh, United Nations. And this has been their, their plan for a long time. Do you know why they might want this to be the case, this change in zoning? Yes, because they don't want the United States to be the United States. They want to have sections of the world that they, that they control all over the world for their own benefit. Yes, but how do and they benefit? How, how, do, how they do they benefit? benefit from somebody being able to put an in-law apartment up in their backyard? Well, they, it's more places for people to live. They and how do they benefit? Quality. How do they benefit from there being more places to live? By having, by spreading out, taking people out of the inner city or all these Democrat-run messes, putting them all out all over the countryside, and that changes the way the, the lay of the land. It changes the way people vote. It changes a lot of things. Yes, but see, I. This doesn't have, they want complete 
power. But they have complete power. It's easier to have complete power. No, they don't. They don't have power over your house or my house, but that's the long-term goal. How does it... All all these zoning laws do is decide that a community can't be the same community anymore. It might be a better community. That would be up to how it moves on during well, time. I doubt it. If they move a, if they move a housing project in a little community with six hundred people in it, yes, that would run. that would potentially be a really bad thing. It could also be a yeah, cool thing. It depends on the community. That, yeah, I just uh, why, but they also want to. Just take ownership away. It's, it's much more devious than just, oh, let's make housing for other people. It's way more more devastating than that. It's- Barbara, thank you. I'm sorry. I've got to hold you right there because we've got one of these emergency things the government does. Speaking of the government making a mess of everything. It's ten, ten, ten seconds away, look, Todd. So look stay at safe. what they're doing to this stay program. Stay safe. It's five seconds Look at what they're doing. It's okay. I'm going under the table. Okay. See you in a minute. We'll be right back. It's okay, Todd. You can come out. It was just a test. It was only a test. Yes, we're safe. You can come back out now. I do have a good sound effect of an explosion here. Okay. <laughs> but all is safe. Thanks to the great We got to test these things because you never know. So we're all safe, Todd. You can continue, sir. We're all safe. We're just trying to keep you safe. Who's this online too? Hi there. Who's this? Oh, it was one of your fans, Joey. I only wanted to talk to you. Some people do that. They only talk to producers. It's very interesting. There are these producer fetishes. I swear to you, it's a thing. Okay, so what we're breaking down is why they are, no, not not, not why, but how. How the Democrats create a crisis and then swoop back in at whatever point it's convenient for them, 10, 20, 50, 80 years later. By the way, this thing they did with the zoning is... The same big government. Okay, so now the Democrats are telling us the big government made a mess of the suburbs by allowing zoning that was restrictive. And as a result, they need to change all the zoning laws and and, and upset your investment in your home and your investment in your kids because you want them to go to a particular school system. They want to mess with the uh, the homogeneity, I guess, of that school system. And... They want to mess with the homogeneity of your lifestyle in the town you live in. Every town has a different kind of character and vibe to it. And they want to be able to, at the state level, because they are these manipulative destroyers of things, they want to be able to come in and and randomly make decisions and see what happens with your town. But keep in mind, the reason this happened, the reason the zoning laws are the way they are, is because government decided there needed to be single-family homes. And by the way, very similar rules created segregation. The Democrats created segregated housing developments in urban areas out out of ones that were diverse because big government makes a mess of everything it touches. That's how they introduce structural racism into the cities. The structural racism that the Democrats, who are anti-racist, own and operate and protect and won't tell you the truth about. We're going to take a break for news, and then we'll talk more. Give us a call, 860-522-4700. 
9842. This is WTIC. If we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If you have a smart speaker and you're not using it to listen to WTIC News Talk 1080, then what exactly are you using it for? All right, all right. Now we're ready for your calls. 860-522-9842. Join us and talk about your memories of those, those housing developments. Maybe you grew up in one. Maybe like me, your parents told you stories about all the many thousands of dollars, upwards of ten, maybe even $20,000 they spent to get a nice home in the suburbs. And by the way, Democrats rigged all this stuff. So that blacks weren't allowed to buy a lot of the homes. That's true, too. It's fascinating stuff. All of the problems Democrats are running around saying big government needs to fix are the ones that big government created. And that's why, for me, the key seems clear. How do we have a society that operates the way it, ours was intended and the, ways, the way ours operated when we were creating all kinds of wonderful economic activity? And that is one where we get to drive the growth and we get to make the decisions about where we move next. And there's an inevitability, in my mind, of once the government starts oppressing like it's been doing over you know, the past 70 or 80 years, it just continues getting more oppressive all the time. That's how they are. Let's go to Waterbury next. Ray is there. Hello, Ray. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Todd, I, I don't know if this is going to be relevant to, to what you're talking about, but it's certainly about the government. You know, Good. Um, Every year in October, uh, I might be one of many people, but I, I, every year in October I get a temporary layoff and I go back to work in March. You know, so uh, Basically, uh, what I experience every October is bureaucracy when I go down to the unemployment office and mm-hmm. try to uh, uh, get through the... The unemployment, uh, I have to kind of register for the unemployment again, and then I go through all kinds of, uh, I, I, I just get all kinds of frustration just trying to. <laughs> so so it's like before. you've never been there before, and they don't know who you exactly. are? Exactly. And, and uh, now here's just the, the most recent experiences. I did experience a communication, a verbal one, last Friday with the unemployment office, and I was told to call back uh, on, you know, when the week began. So that I could finish up. And so here I am on it's Tuesday 
And that was last Friday. And now all of a sudden, uh, the lady who I talked to today will not allow me to do anything unless we uh, reset my password. But to reset my password, it requires me to answer questions that I answered last Friday, mm-hmm. which is it's totally amazing to me. Well, those and, are secret questions, though, so they can't <laughs> they can't have them written down for the person to see. So that's you be yeah, thankful. Well, be thankful yeah. that they have the secret questions. And oh, I see. Okay. Well, in any event, those secret questions are the same secret questions that frustrate me every year. And um, so basically, <laughs> I have to call her back tomorrow with proof that I even made the phone call last Friday. Oh, she doesn't have a little note? Well, she, she does know about it. At least she told me that. And so I said, well, if you know about that, how come we can't get any help today? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, that requires a phone call tomorrow. So anyway, I thought... Okay, this is bureaucracy at its best, and I, let me just finally get this get this information out to the rest of the uh, the people listening because this is what bureaucracy does to people, I guess. Yes, and, and, and so, government go bureaucracy specifically is there's nothing more hateful because yeah, logic yeah. and humanity cannot penetrate the veneer of indifference that the people and the institutions in government bureaucracies feed you and and react to you with. Right. It's, it's like I didn't exist. Like my Friday presence on that telephone is just history that uh, might be fading history. Yes, you know, and she just, can remember it, but her memory doesn't carry any weight in her place of business. Right. Uh, and, yeah. It's, so it's amazing. And I just wanted to say I, you know, I love having a talk show uh, at WTIC to, uh, to call about this because it feels like uh, by making this phone call, I'm finally being heard by somebody. You know well, I mean? it's, import- want- it's important that you be heard because others who've had similar experiences then realize they weren't some silly little exception, but this is the norm of how it works. And remember yeah. remember two years ago when they were scrambling during COVID, and it took forever to for people to get their unemployment checks because despite having appropriated money to put in new computer systems, they, they told us they were still operating with a 40-year-old computer system. That, right. that was written on Cobalt, which nobody knows how to really program in anymore. And that's what they've been doing since then is rebuilding. So you may do much better now after you get registered because the you know the $40 million they appropriated years ago has finally been uh, invested in well, some new software. thank you. This was not a vent call necessarily, but it seems that it turned out that way. But I, I, I really do appreciate the, the fact that you allow me to speak and I, I wish you well, man, I, and I hope everybody benefited somehow from the phone call. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Well, keep okay. calling with all your government gripes and uh, other kinds of gripes, too. If you want to complain about uh, the rich uncle who didn't leave you any money, we can we can uh, feel that as well because it, <laughs> it all leads to something else. Ben's calling from Litchfield. Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon, Todd. Thank you. Uh, two two quick points for you, Todd. First is uh, regarding uh, Michael Liebowitz's call yesterday, and I just wanted to say that I, I truly enjoyed the call. I enjoy you guys volleying off of one another. I'll, you know, his his content can be, I think, as you said, a bit eccentric or, or something to that nature. Esoteric, but, yeah. Esoteric, correct. But I'll tell you, it's it's he just exhibits a higher level of thinking, and I I just think it's so cool how. You hear the beeps, and although he's incarcerated, the call gets dropped. It's just a neat segment or whatever you want to call it. So pretty cool. I just wanted to comment that. And then second is more of a question and some advice. We, uh, we have a large community in the northwest corner of Connecticut, Litchfield, and Harford counties that are under the jurisdiction of the Metropolitan District Commission. They control mm-hmm. our public water. 
it's a very complex situation um, with release to the flows. And I just was going to ask you, who, you know, who's the right investigative journalist? How do we spark, you know, more public outcry? Or how do we get someone with the right tools to get in and, and get some more transparency out of this? I mean, this is a nonprofit that sells public water supply for profit. So I'm trying to <laughs> wrap my head around how does that work? It's, it's a state agency, but it's quasi-private. It, it's just, it stinks. It's just something doesn't smell right. Well, most, most nonprofits turn a profit. The difference, really, between a nonprofit and a for-profit corporation is that there are stockholders whose stock value can go up and they can sell the stock. That's what happens with a, a for-profit one. And, and the money stays inside of the not-for-profit, but that doesn't mean if it's the Clinton Foundation that they can't pay Chelsea a million dollars a year, you know? <laughs> I'm kind of, again, that's the route I'm going. Again, I don't want to make any accusations. I just think transparency I do. is lacking here. Yeah, well, they don't do transparency because they want to be able to do whatever they want to do. So how do we how do we get more? Is it a George Colley type of thing? Is well, George is a good guy. George probably knows a lot about that already. Yeah about the mm-hmm. water business he probably so I did email something... him Todd or is it is it an email to him or his well, organization I mean, how do you contact yeah co- send us both send us both copy us both or send okay. it to me and I'll send it to him whatever my my email is Todd at ToddTalk.com excellent I really appreciate it Todd thank I appreciate you. you Ray no Ben thank <laughs> you ben. for calling from Litchfield Litchfield is the coolest place it is it's one of those places my wife says let's go through Litchfield while we're going in this direction and we do. 860-522-9842. Um, I just thought of something else I need to tell you about. This Ben triggered a thought. Ben triggered a thought. I'm looking for a story. Oh, well, well here's one. All right, this is good. This isn't the one I was thinking about, but this is good, too. Uh, the, in, uh, in the Hearst newspapers uh, today, I think it's today. CT legislator included on Democratic list of threats to democracy. Now, this is one of the ways they rig the system against us. The Democrats do because they control everything. They control the media. They control the government. They control the nonprofit water thing. They control the board that controls Eversource, Pura. They control everything, but they create these layers in such a way deliberately so that you can't see what's going on. They are in the anti-transparency business. And this story I'm mentioning, just because it demonstrates how easy it is, when you control everything, as Bernie Sanders puts it, when the system is properly rigged, you can do anything. So this is a story about something called the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee. The Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee has published a list of Republican candidates running for state legislature around the country who they say are threats to democracy. Now, if you're a concerned leftist voter and you know that the only threat to democracy that exists is January 6th and Donald Trump, I'm, I'm putting no in air quotes, but you know this. Even just hearing it mentioned makes your pulse elevate, and you run for the pills so you can calm it down. 
But this is a campaign committee. It is a campaign committee that has published a list of Republicans, their opponents, who they say are threats to democracy. Why doesn't Hearst write a story saying WTIC talk host says all Democrats are a threat to democracy? And I'm not a campaign committee. I have way more credibility than the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee. But they won't do a story about me or WTIC in general pointing out that the racists who control big government and who control the Democratic Party are the ones who created segregated urban areas that we struggle with today. And their way of fixing segregated neighborhoods and segregated schools is not to prioritize good education, but to spend billions of dollars. Billions of dollars trying to desegregate the schools, which you can't do. Because they used government, the most powerful force on the face of the earth, the United States government. They rigged the United States government to make sure that urban neighborhoods would be segregated. And then just to make it a little worse, about 50 years ago, they did force busing so they could get all the white people to move out of the cities to the suburbs because they didn't want their kids put on a bus to go to schools that weren't as good. And anybody who could afford to moved out. And they blame the white people and they blame the, well, they blame anyone but themselves, but it's all Democrats who've done this. Democrats are a threat to democracy, but way, way more than that. 860 Quick break. We'll talk more on WTIC. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. It is fascinating. There is so much to learn about the destroyers, the plunderers, those who run around saying that nothing is right in our society because the thing they created, they, they leave this part off, but this is the explanation, because the thing they created destroys lives. That's what student loans are. That's what ghettos are. That's what now they're coming after the single family home because they hate the thing they created. What is it with them? Huh? Steven Springfield, what's going on? Hey, Tom. How you doing? Uh, yeah, this, this is right, right in my wheelhouse. I mean, I'm telling you. They, All right, um, speak up. It's hard to hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Keep going. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, the, the inner cities are the, the biggest bastion of systemic racism. Um, they, they produce fatherless families, uh, incentivize welfare. Well, you know all this. Um, the question is why? Why do Democrats love creating such destruction? Well, because, see, they, they need, the more victims they have, they have, the more they can claim to be the solution by giving them money. But um, how come we're so dumb that we fall for it? I, I have no idea. I haven't fallen <laughs> for it. And uh, I got into an argument with a friend of mine. The one thing that Karl Marx didn't factor into his equation was American small business. That is the real wealth engine of this country. And what we need to do is unleash small business, because then you don't have to worry about the corporations because they have competition. The regulatory system that we have, what it actually does is it, um, it actually creates corporate monopolies because the small business can't handle all that regulation. 
so the, the larger businesses flourish and the small business gets crushed. That's right. That's quite true. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, when uh, Zuckerberg was in front of Congress, he was telling, oh, yeah, regulate us. Sure, go ahead, make my day. Uh, it's, it's actually to their advantage because the small business guy can't compete. And people don't understand. Steve, I'm sorry we're losing your signal again, but thank you for the call. 860-522-9842, Joe in East Hartford. What's up, Joe? Hey, I'm just calling to relay the message about the guy with unemployment. I was just on unemployment with maybe about 45 minutes ago, mm-hmm. waited all day. Uh, um, they answered my phone, and we asked for the guy's name, and he hung up on us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why they don't get systems that take your— I mean, this is a live person. It wasn't— it wasn't uh, um, a recording or nothing. Yes, but why don't they know how to reach you, and why isn't there a record automatically generated of the fact that you made contact with an email that goes out to everybody involved so the record is there, and any manager can pull up the file and see all the interactions that went on? These people live in the dark ages, and the cruelty that they dish out is just unreal. And, and not only that, it was just like, you know, I'm struggling now. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, without without me, without a job, they wouldn't have a job. You're talking about uh, trying to get unemployment? Is that what you said? Yes. Have you called your state rep? No, I haven't, but... Uh, um, That's why we have state reps and state senators. What town do you live in? East Hartford. Um, yeah, I don't... I can't help you there, but... but um, Call I mean, them. It's just a shame. I call, mean, yeah, just do a Google search. Go, do a Google search. Get their name and phone number and call them and tell them you need help with the unemployment office, and they should All help right. you. Thanks. Because that's what they're there for. Good luck to them. Thank you, Joe, for the call. Yeah, he sounds like uh, he sounds like he's okay. He's just frustrated that he has to keep giving them the same information over and over in the computer age. In the computer age. Computers remember everything we don't want them to. Everything that they shouldn't be allowed to remember. But they, you try to log in, forget about it. Maybe because they sold your file to somebody. I don't know. It's, uh, that's just the way government works. Because they don't have customers, they have pains. There's another pain on the phone. They must have rating systems for you, you know. For how uh, aggravating you are. Oh, talk to Joey. He's a one. Big troublemaker. Nothing's good enough for this guy. I'll bet that's what they do. Please, somebody bail me out here. Mark Christopher never has been unemployed, so he doesn't have to worry about it because he's in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. There's always traffic. It's a growth industry. (laughs) And nobody reports on it better. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.